If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with Lisa Ferguson. Lisa, thanks for being here. I'm so happy that you would have me. I appreciate the opportunity to get to know you even better. Um, We've been friends and associates in the community. And we have mutual, mutual friends. Yes. So you are good friends with my son-in-law's parents. Yes. Right? And we kind of lived in the same neighborhood, it sounds like, for a couple of years. Yes. I love Kaysville. I love Kaysville, too. It's a great Your place Your background to is early childhood education. Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. I've been a preschool teacher for 28 years, and I... Um, my background is early childhood education, and then I um, have a master's in education. Did you do preschool at home? Mm-hmm. Did you have a home preschool? Okay. Yeah. Yep, for 28 years. So That's I'm still time. teaching. Oh, are you still? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good to know. Yeah. As far as preschool goes, you probably have pretty long waiting lines, don't you? We have a two, almost two-year-old granddaughter. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yes. Um, I do. I think I wish that all parents, in, when they give birth to their children in the hospital, they could recognize that they need to sign up for preschool right then. They do, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's competitive. <laughs> because it is, I do have a long waiting list. But. I was telling our, our son and daughter-in-law, you know, you, you should think about preschool. And they said, oh, she's, you know, she's, she's so little. And I said, no, it's pretty competitive. It is. And, and to, to find in. a really good one, you didn't need to get on their list right when your child is a baby. That is good to know. Yeah. So, so, tw- so a longtime preschool teacher. I'm really excited about what you're doing in addition to that. And so when you expressed an interest, I was really looking forward to getting to know you. Creating an app is something that I think about all the time. I think about, oh, we should have an app for that. or And I write down my little app ideas mm-hmm. in my notes on my phone, and I don't do anything with them. <laughs> so how do you go from having an idea and then creating an app and maybe give us some backstory first? Okay. So the idea for the app came years and years ago when I was raising my five children. And the first time I had the idea for it was when we went to Disneyland and I had all five of my kids. They were young and waiting in those hour long lines was so hard. And I quickly recognized that Disneyland is not always the happiest place on earth because I saw children getting yanked and spanked and scolded for not being able to wait in those lines without having negative behavior. And it always bothered me because with my early childhood background, I recognized that children are not developmentally capable of waiting um, more than two to three minutes per age. Is that how that? Yeah. Really? And so if, if they're four, then the most minutes you can expect them to wait is eight to 12 minutes. And most parents don't know that. And so they just expect children to be able to wait and sit and quietly to themselves and, and to they behave. Can't, and they so. really physically, physiologically, they can't. Um, it's not in their brain power 
and their body makeup to do so. And so I started compiling activities and creating ones for my children to do. And so we spent lots of time in lines and at restaurants and um, at appointments where I would create um, waiting activities for them. And I was always going to write a book um, and put them in a book. And then as the time went on and I raised my kids, um, I just thought, I don't think people will want a book. I think they need an app. And so when I went back to get my master's um, at Weber State University, I decided to um, have my research be about executive function, which is <clears throat> um, how all the mental processes that it takes to focus attention, regulate emotions, and um, to... Um, control impulses. And so I started researching that and found that um, screen use is affecting very much our children's executive function development. And if you notice, most parents and grandparents resort to screen use to pass the time or to relieve boredom mm -hmm. or to prevent negative behavior. And we are seeing that at younger and younger ages, children are just handed a screen um, in the grocery store. I see it all the time, people pushing carts and having a screen propped up for their toddler, like even infants. Just to distract them. Yes. Right? Keep and them quiet. Yes. And so um, this started to be such a cause of concern for me, and I really wanted to come up with um, a way that parents, an alternative to screen use, that parents could get their children off of a screen and have something that they could do that would build executive function and promote cognitive learning while waiting. And if you think about it, the waiting that happens in a day for a child adds up to many, many, many minutes. And it's estimated by some researchers that Americans will spend 87 billion hours each year waiting. And I... 87 billion hours? Yes. And that's at, in traffic, in lines, at appointments, at restaurants, you know, whatever it may be. But I decided that that is, when you add up all those minutes in a day, that is... Um, equals a lot of great opportunity to build brain function, to um, build relationships, and to help children build a lifelong skill that they need, which waiting is a life skill. And being able to manage the emotions that come with waiting is a crucial adult development skill. And most people will not learn that um, in our day and age with the use of screens. And <clears throat> so, so anyway, I decided that I would compile over 100 activities that um, each one of them promotes brain development in some way or builds relationships or helps with that um, cognitive functioning. And so... When I started thinking about it and needed a project for my thesis, I decided that that would be what I did was create the app. And so I searched out 
<clears throat> web developers that could help me, and I had a really hard time finding one that I could afford. They're so expensive, aren't they? Yeah, and so it was it was a long process. But once I found some really great people to help me, um, I was able to create all the content, and they coded it all for me. And so it's available in Apple and for Android. And That's so, incredible. Yeah. And so How long was, was so that process? I mean, it sounds like it's over the course of many years. Yeah. It, um, the compiling and the content was many, many years, and then the coding took um, is about a year. About a year. Yeah. To get um, it coded. To get the Android part done and then to get the, the um, Apple. So, yeah. So it was... When you're talking about screen time being um, a detriment to children, is it mostly just because they're they're not thinking, they're just being entertained, and and the difference being that they're not being stimulated, they're not having conversations. Yes, is that the all difference? Of that. Okay, yeah, um, but because screen use provides an instantaneous redirection of attention and distracts a child from having an emotional experience that a challenging situation brings on, like waiting is very challenging for children, parents, um, they'll use screens to prevent behavior that's uncomfortable for them mm -hmm. and for the child. But this bypasses the emotional experiences and is detrimental to a child's development and well-being um, because when you dismiss opportunities for a child to confront an emotion, such as frustration or impatience, which that's very common. Um, it prevents the child from working through feelings in the present tense. And then they're not able to gain coping skills and tools from life experience. Okay. And so instead of looking inward for mental resources to cope, they turn to external um, sources to solve negative feelings. And over time, when you have all of those moments accumulated together, it really fails to um, allow children to develop emotional resilience. That is interesting. So the difference being, like, maybe give us an example of one of the activities. Oh, I'd love to. Would you do that? So, so that yeah. So one that's really fun is um, we're going to start singing the alphabet song, and you're it. So you get to choose when we stop. Just shout out stop in anywhere in the song. And whatever letter we're on when you shout stop, we are going to have to say, everyone in the group is going to have to say an animal that starts with that letter. Oh, okay. I so love let's that. do it together. Here oh. we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, stop. J. Okay, J. So you have to say an animal that starts with J. Jaguar. Jackal. And then we would go through, and then we'd go through with the group else. and everyone would get a turn. And there's also a variation where whoever shouts out, shouts it out first, then they get to be it. And anyway, there's lots of fun variations. Another one that That's is really game. fun for um, all ages of children. And I played this with a busload of 16 kids on a four-hour bus ride just a couple weeks ago and they were ages 14 to 16 and they loved it and it's, it it um creates a lot of laughter is it's called once upon a time 
And so we'll try it right here. So what we'll do is we choose one person to start and they say, once upon a time, there was a dragon who didn't have any wings. And then the next person goes and they say a sentence that follows the one that I just said. That adds to the story. That adds to the story. Okay. And then we go through the, each person in the group gets a turn, but you can't end the story until the very last person. Okay. And they get to, do to that say with my kids. the end. Yeah. That's a fun game. That is fun. And, but it just, it's really um, a great relationship building opportunity. Creative. Yes, um, and thinking. it builds brain function because it's using sequencing, it's using language, it's using memory, um, as well as the other game, the alphabet song um, one that we played. Um, and so all of all of the 100 plus games or activities that are included on the app, they build executive function in some way. Um, or they also provide a brain break, which... So, children can wait two to three minutes per age. If the waiting situation extends beyond that, parents can institute brain breaks. And brain breaks are just short. One minute, they can be as short as one minute. That gets their blood pumping and their, their, um, the blood to their brain flowing. And so that means they can just stop, do something, that's a brain break, a movement with their hands um, where they touch their head or they jump up and down or whatever it may be. And then a, that resets a child's attention span. So, so in the middle of a meltdown, maybe they would, uh, uh, you're at the grocery store and, mm -hmm. and they're not getting a toy or a candy or something. So they're having, they're, they're crying. So you would try to try to interrupt it then? In that situation, you would want to refocus their attention, oh, okay. and that can be like, oh my gosh, did you just see a bird fly by? Oh, okay. Something that okay. stops them from that thinking. But a brain break would normally be like if you're sitting at an appointment, and you've waited for, and you're with your four-year-old, and you've waited eight minutes. Got it. Okay. And you can see that your child's really starting to get fidgety and frustrated. Then you say, do 10 jumping jacks. Okay, and I understand. they do ten jumping jacks, and you've reset their attention for eight to twelve more minutes. Oh, okay, interesting. And so it's a really great. Um, so my app contains many brain break activities for the child. But one thing that's really important that I wanted to bring up was that um, there are screen use guidelines that have been created by the American Academy of Pediatrics and the World Health or Organization. And they represent scientific research from around the world for optimal health, be out health benefit outcomes. And I would dare say that most parents have no idea what the screen use guidelines are. Do you I've, I've never looked them know? up. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to share with you what those are. They are um, for ages two and under. What do you think the screen use guideline would be? Zero. Yes, it's no, no screens. Okay. So children ages two and under should have no screen time. And that's difficult. It is in the middle of a long car ride. It is. And it's difficult. When they're not old enough to really reason with yet and they're yeah. bored out of their minds and... You're yes. trying to distract them with the music or something. Yes. 
And then children under five, what would you say? So two to age two to age five, what would you say there's the screen use recommendation is? I don't even know. An hour? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's is an, it an hour? hour. Okay. No more than an hour a day. Okay. And so how many people do you think, how many parents and grandparents do you mm -hmm. think are following that? Depends and on the, how desperate they are. I know. <laughs> and the reason why it's difficult to follow that is because a screen is so easy. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just hand your child a screen and say, let's get through this difficult few minutes right. or this boredom. Let's just get through this with the screen. But um, if parents just take some time to research some alternatives and use alternatives and be prepared with alternatives. It can make all the difference. And so I do have a website called While We're Growing, and a big portion of my website is alternatives to screen use. Because once parents understand and recognize all parents, they, they want their children to have the best health benefits. For sure. And so once they realize that screens are harmful to brains, especially in the early years, they... They want to change. They want to. They want to do the best thing that they can for their children, and and every parent wants that. It's true. Um, but it's just that they don't have the alternatives readily available, or they don't understand what they might be, and so then they just resort to screen use. That's true. And so there's lots of great um, toys. Um, and, they, and you do have to be careful of other apps that say they're screen-free. And I did want to address that, too, because people say, well, why did you make an app if you're making it screen-free? The child never the looks not at reading the screen. It, right. it is simply for the parents. The, and how it works is, um, if it's okay if I talk about that first. Sure, of course. And then I'll go back to what I was going to say. But um, So the parent looks at the... So when you pull up the app at first, it will tell you what you can do as a parent to help your child be successful in the challenging situation of waiting. And challenging situations are really important for children. They're, they they help them to grow if they have a nurturing adult that helps them get through it. And they really help their brain function. But so it first starts out with that, and then it talks about, it also gives lots of information about executive function, if parents don't understand what that is and why it's important. And then the parent can choose um, what waiting situation they're in, if they're in a line, if they're at a restaurant, if they're at an appointment, if they're in traffic, if they're shopping, if they're at a theater, at church, or a sporting event, they just click on whichever situation they're in. Then several activities come up to choose from based on the age of the children. Um, and then also you can um, choose if you want by what your child needs. Does your child need memory practice? Does your child need work on um, sequencing, numbers, alphabet? You can choose by that. Then you click on the activity and the... Um, instructions, easy to follow instructions come up and then you read them quickly as a parent and then you put your phone away and then face-to-face -face communication <laughs> begins. Interactions that are fun and that build 
that strengthen relationships. And there's so much research that shows that the parent-child relationship is one of the key factors in brain development for young children. And so when we have nurturing, positive interactions with our children, that just increases their brain um, strength and development. So I, I love the categories that it, that it, it at church, in line, in the car. I mean, that is fantastic. And some of them overlap because there's definitely, you know, times where any activity would mm-hmm. work for all of them. But but it's but it's great because you can just look through that and 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 be prepared just as a parent or grandparent, right? To be able to know how to handle and what to do. Yeah, and I. And I'm gr- glad you said grandparents because sometimes I have noticed that grandparents are the worst offenders with giving their grandkids their phones mm-hmm. because they will just, they, the grandkids know how to work their grandparents and maybe their parents are a little bit more strict about screen use, but mm-hmm. then the grandparents are the ones who are like, <laughs> oh, you can use my phone and I'm a grandparent, so I, I, know, it's, and I, know. I know it's a temptation. It is. But so this app is for grandparents too, and it would be so great for grandparents to get it and to use it because of the fun. And I've done all the activities with my grandkids. And when we get in the car to go somewhere, they ask for all these activities to do. And the time passes so much more quickly when you're engaged in an activity together. Like if we're driving to Bear Lake, that's two hours two and a half hours or whatever, and we've got these games to play that they just plan on, and we laugh, and we have fun, and there were no negative outbursts or behavior, and so it's just a great opportunity, and then we get out of the car, and I feel closer to my grandkids because we laughed together, Mm -hmm. and we had so much fun, and we remember later Remember when you made up that story? Exactly. And we, you know, and so it creates sure. great memories together. And so it's just, it. and I was going to share that um, the people in my testing phase, when I had to test out the app, um, I asked parents to use it. And um, some of the benefits that they reported were of, uh, less automatic response to screen use, which that was a huge win for me, that they felt like they had an alternative that was going to be as easy as just handing them a phone. phone. That's good. Um, Time seemed to pass more quickly, which is a great one. Um, Children and parents were happier during waiting situations. Mothers felt less stress about waiting. Um, children were remembering the activities and asking them to do them at other times together. Um, children started requesting certain activities while in waiting situations without the parents even suggesting it or giving them, instead of giving them a phone. Siblings practiced cooperation and enjoyed participating together. It's a huge win. Yeah. Amusement park lines became more doable and less frustrating. And... One parent said this app made a night and day difference to our waiting experience. And another mom told me that this was an app she never knew she needed and now she can't live without. And that was a huge, oh, that just made me feel huge. so good because it is a different way of looking at things. It's a, it's, it's a um, really um, intentional way to think, okay, 
I recognize, and, and I think sometimes parents think, it's only five minutes that I'm going to let them look at a screen. It's going to be know? so fast. And I'm, yeah, it and I'm tired. Yes. Too, and so. Every parent is tired right. and exhausted. And then you think, this is just going to take more effort on my part. But if you can look at the big picture and recognize mm-hmm. that what you're doing is building brain function, and you're also building this relationship. That's so important. And those relationships are... We just can't really put, <clears throat> I can't really say, stress enough how important building those relationships are when they're young Absolutely. and how that's going to make a difference when they get older. But also you're just providing them with a lifelong skill that they're going to be later on down the road. They're going to recognize that they don't have to have a screen to meet their needs. It's they true. have got enough brain power and ideas in their head to come up with activities to do or things that they can do that they don't always have to have a screen. And I think it also helps later on down the road with um, screen addictions that they won't, they won't have. That's you true. Know, those they won't much. be overly reliant thinking that there, there's just no other alternative. Yes. Yes. And, and, and they won't be afraid of being with their own thoughts. I think that's a yes. big part of str- screen addiction for a lot of people. It really is. And there's also really incredible research about how important it is for children to feel bored. Mm-hmm. But they that's need true. to feel that feeling yes. and that emotion of feeling bored with nothing to do because it then it starts to make their brain think about what could I do? Mm-hmm. But if Be we creative. always immediately just go to a screen, they never get outside of that. That's true of that one feeling, oh, screen is what you do when you're bored. You know, our um, daughter-in-law and son, I was so proud of him the other day. Their little girl, she's almost two. She was she was frustrated. And I went over to comfort her and I said, oh, don't be sad. And they said, it's good for her to be sad. Yeah. It's good to experience these emotions. Yeah. You know, that as a grandma, I'm thinking, oh, I don't want you to be sad. But right. it's okay for her to be sad for five seconds right. just to experience that because then she knows the opposite of it. And so, it, like you said, to be, to be bored because it stimulates their, their creativity. Right. You know, how do I change how I feel? Right. And if we're always, you know, taking care of everything by just throwing a screen in their face, mm-hmm. they don't have those opportunities to learn for themselves. Exactly. It's true. And when they're sad or when they're bored and you say, are you feeling bored? Or if they say, I'm bored. And I say, oh, I know. I, and if you just repeat back to them what you heard, I feel sad too sometimes, or I'm bored sometimes too. What do you think is something we could do if we feel bored? True. And Giving them talk skills. about it together. Right. And um, that helps them get out of that state. And then they can think of an idea that might be you know, exciting or interesting to them. But I do, I did want to talk about, I don't think that parents understand some of the um, significant health risks to screen use for our young children. And I just wanted to talk about some of those were our impaired executive function, attention and sleep problems, um, self-regulation and emotional disorders, delayed language development and vocabulary, Delayed fundamental motor skills, a decrease in the quality of parent and child relationship, um, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and those are some big ones. Really big ones. And and so we're seeing a, a big increase in attention problems, and a lot of it is our screen use. 
And I'm not saying that all screens are bad and that we shouldn't use them because they are great and they have, but especially for the two to five range, that one hour a day, um, if parents can um, give their child real quality screen time, even if they can right. sit with them and talk about what they're watching or seeing. That interaction, right? yes. that communication, don't just check yeah. out. Right. But that's also hard because you need to make dinner and you need to get your jobs done or you need to do some work or whatever it may be. And so I always suggest to parents that they have a a drawer or a basket or something that is a screen alternative basket where if they've watched their hour of the day, whatever it is, then and if you need to make dinner, then you say go to that drawer. And in that drawer are things that maybe they don't get to see very often. It's true. That's but really they smart. are really fun, hands-on things, and I have a lot of those on my website that people could go to. But that's this special drawer that they look forward to, so that they don't need to resort to a screen. But then it also gives mom and dad some time to that's do true. what they need to do to that's get really things smart. done. It's intentional parenting. It is right, and and it takes and it, effort. It takes intention. It does. It does. Dang it! <laughs> it's true, but it's so worthwhile. It it's, is. it's how. We used to parent before we had phones. Yeah. You know, it's how our parents probably parented us. Well, in a I lot think of ways. too, and they could just say, go outside. Oh, exactly. You My know, mom would. We'd do our Saturday jobs and then she'd say, don't come back till five. <laughs> you know, I know. Go outside, play. And, and really didn't worry too much about it because everyone was outside playing. Exactly. So. I know. And so we do, it is, it takes so much effort. And parenting is the hardest job that people will ever do, but it's the one that has the most significance. It's true. And lasting outcomes. And so it's just worth every effort you can give to, to, um, just to put in the time and the effort. I'm thinking about, we're taking a road trip to California next week. Mm -hmm. So this is perfect. Great. Because, you know, we're thinking, oh, she's almost two and she doesn't love sitting in a car seat for hours and hours. What are we going to do? And we don't want to, her parents don't want to just stick a, a screen in front of her face for right. the whole time. Right. But she's still young enough that we have and to do a lot of play singing and, yes. right, and lots yeah. of little activities and things like that. But it just yeah. reminds me how important it is to make sure that we do those things. Right. And don't just, you know, numb out. Yes, during this car exactly. ride. And, and that, as other people are getting ready to travel and take their summer trips, it's good to know that there are some great alternatives. On the app, is it a monetized app? Is it a free app? It is. It's it's monetized. It's two ninety nine okay. per download. Okay, that's yeah. Not expensive at all. No. And so it um if I was gonna say if you're traveling with your little one who can't who um needs activities constantly a two-year-old does is another idea is you can just go to Dollar Tree and purchase straws and a plastic bottle and maybe some big fuzzy balls that they wouldn't put in their mouth and they can do little you can give them these things that they've maybe never got to play with before that's true and you're just giving them this excitement of seeing things they can stick the straws in the bottle. Oh, good idea. And stick um, the fuzzy balls in the bottle. Oh, you know, just good idea. 
So there's lots of cheap things that you can do that, that are going to get you from here to California. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I need to go. I need to run over to <laughs> There will be times so where you think, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. Long but, drive. And you hope the child sleeps for a while. But, <laughs> right, exactly. She's yeah, pretty good about I've, sleeping. I've, I've been there. What is your it's app hard. called? It's called While We're Waiting. While We're Waiting. Yes. Okay. And so I would love it if Perfect. people would... We will spread the word. This is fantastic. You ended Thank up you. using this as your master's thesis project, right? Yes. yes. And what are you doing now? Are you continuing to develop more ideas? And Yeah, so that's just what my goal is, is that I want to build my website. is called While We're Growing. Love and that. so I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to build it and I'm I want it to contain I actually want it to have a podcast called while we're sleeping oh, okay. where kids could call in Good. and we could start stories at for bedtime stories where they they um get to call in and tell the characters and the setting and it would help them with language development that and they would listen idea. at night and then I want to have parenting um, where parents can send in questions and I can help them with problems that they might be having. I want um, the alternative thing. I want that to be really a huge focus that parents can go right to my website mm -hmm. and know an alternative for any situation. Um, so I'm just working on building that. That's that. smart. And what a great resource too. I mean, sometimes I as parents, so. I remember it's just, ex it's exhausting. You're it overwhelmed. Is. It is. And back then we didn't have screens to give to my little, but the TV, mm -hmm. you know, videos yeah. and stuff. There's always been something yeah. <laughs> that parents can turn to, but that aren't the best turn to options. Right. And there are so many better things yeah. that we can do. And now we've got the data and the information to show us exactly the damage that it's doing and yeah. potential outcomes. So, And that is what my goal is. I want to be a resource that people can go to, to find easy successful solutions to all the things that are hard in parenting <laughs> which is so many things that is wonderful yeah well lisa thank you thank you so much for having me thank you for being here to all my podcast listeners thank you for listening i really appreciate your feedback and your support please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests and most importantly subscribe thank you